This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Everybody, Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio at the 44th Annual Training Event. It's called MAX, Mobile Air Climate Systems, and we're here in Orlando. Three days, attendees, 35 speakers. Oh my God, Tim, there's so much going on here. 70 hours of mobile and AC vehicle thermal management. Do you know that's what you do, vehicle thermal management? Yep, because it's not just air conditioning. Yeah, a very good point. Tim Izzy is with me. Max board member, a reelected board member from Izzy's Auto Service, Reading, Pennsylvania. Glad to be here today. How's my buddy Brandon Steckler? Uh, I don't know. Man, that guy, it's a lot keeping up with him and keeping him in line. Guys, it's more than a one-man job. You live in the same town, don't you? Shh. Oh. <laughs> That's just too funny. <laughs> Remember, if you're in your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, for over 30 years, Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Tim and I and Tracy, we have really been chatting an awful lot in the last couple of days. Saw you at the cocktail party last night and lots going on with you. And what I had just found out here is before we turned on the mics is the similarity of this legacy Italian family business and ours and mine. And we recently made these my sisters made these great big banners with all from the 1920s all the way up to current day when we sold the business and all the different jobs that we had. And Tim is saying, yeah, we had a grocery store. I says, so did we. <laughs> and we had a gas station. I said, so did we. So I'm, look, I'm showing them the pictures of the old gas pumps. And he goes, we had one like that. It's so neat to be part of a legacy like that. What's amazing is how much of our industry has that same story. We have so many people in this industry that are lifers in this industry. We yeah. were having that conversation last night at the membership meeting with we have a new executive director here at max yeah. and all the board members were introducing ourselves and everyone's like yeah i grew up in this business i'm a lifer <laughs> there's so many people that have been in this business their entire lives for generations it's what makes this business so awesome yeah to your point all the new people that have joined the industry found themselves coming from college into opportunities in the independent world I think it is so great for them to know that the independent professional service providers, we didn't just start this up four or five years ago. No. I mean, to your point, yeah, how many years have you been in the same building? We have been there since September 1st, 1960. We wow. are actually the second oldest business in our township under the same ownership. The oldest is the shop down at the other end of the block. He's got me by three years. No kidding. And I find it fascinating in our world today, a guy like you, Tim Young, gravitates into the family business. You went to college. What'd you go to college for? So I went to Elizabethtown College. I got my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. Loved every minute of engineering school. Decided I didn't want to be an engineer. But are you using the stuff you learned? Every single day. I knew that would be your answer. Yeah, I've been back to the school since I've graduated. I've talked to senior classes about what I do. And I tell them, engineering school taught me how to think. That's how I problem solve. Oh my. That's what they taught me. They taught me, you can never know how everything works. You have to be a lifetime learner. So how do I teach myself new things? That's what I learned in engineering school. Amazing. 
You do two specialties at the shop. Correct. Air and drivability. Correct. What do you love the most? Air's my first love. Really? That's what made our name. My grandfather started doing air conditioning in 1963. Wow. And started doing installs. We've been members of Max since 1989. December 6, 1989 is technically my membership start day. I've technically been a Max member. Wait a minute. How do you know all these dates? I got the card in my wallet. Do you know what you had for breakfast? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, air conditioning is what made our business's name. So I love air conditioning. But I love finding electrical problems. I love doing drivability work. I love when you get this car in and it barely runs and you hand it back to the customer and they say, this thing's never run so good. No one's ever been able to fix this car. Isn't drivability part of your mechanical engineering love? Kind of. Yeah. You might. You're a detective. Basically, yeah, that's what we are. That's what you have to be to fix a car. Yeah, that's when I was in high school and asking myself, why do I need to learn algebra? My dad looked at me and said, if you're going to fix cars for a living, you're going to use algebra every single day. Because what you're learning is how to use the information you have to find the information you don't have. That's what you're learning in high school algebra class. Hey, wait, but that was your dad? That was my dad said that. Wow. I mean, what a powerful lesson that you haven't forgotten. Yep. What did grandpa teach you? Anything? Grandpa taught me how to make sure you kept your business running. See? Perfect. My grandfather had zero experience when he opened our business in 1960. No management experience. He had worked in the family gas station for years. Really no management experience, almost no money, and a four-year-old and a five-year-old at home. 49 years later, we're still there. Now, 63 years later, we're still there. Amazing. Amazing. So your dad was a smart man. He's still working at the shop every day? My dad still works full-time. He is who is Manning the fort while I'm down here. Nice. If you call the shop today, you'll get him on the phone. And Um, he'll say, wait for Tim to get back. Maybe. (laughs) I I talked to him yesterday and it's, we didn't book a whole lot while I was gone, just that he could get a little bit of a break too. And he's a little bit overbooked right now. Are you putting uh, tools and scan tools in your car and going out? Or are you having the trouble, the, the shops with trouble that you know, bring them to you? It depends. I do offer mobile programming. Okay. For some of the better shops in my area. I do a little bit of mobile diagnostics. I don't do a whole lot of mobile diagnostics because I wind up putting three quarters of my toolbox into the back of my truck to go do what I need to do. And they just send them to you. Yeah. And they just send them to me instead if they can't figure something out. You said better shops. What do you mean by that? You know, we've got some shops in our area that they know how to fix a car. I'm good friends with them, have zero to say bad about any of them, that we all help each other. You're there for each other. We're there for each other because none of us can do everything in this business. When we're looking at the independent world, you look at how much investment you have to make in tooling and training if you want to fix everything. And it's not practical for all of us. So I've made a big investment in factory diagnostic tooling to do programming. One of the shops that I do programming for has made a big investment in ADAS tooling. His shop's big enough to do it. Mine's not. I send him my ADAS work. He sends me his programming. We work together have that relationship with a couple of other shops where I have one shop that I do programming for that does medium and heavy duty truck. I can't do medium and heavy duty truck. It doesn't fit in my shop. I do their programming. I send them the medium and heavy duty okay. truck work. Help me understand what you guys do in this relationship. Do you put this on a balance sheet or you pay each other whatever it costs? No, we pay each other what it costs. Every time it every happens. Time. Okay. 
So you, you don't look for a trade. No. That was, that's smart. It's the easiest way to keep everything straight. Then it's never, you owe me, I owe you. There's no hard feelings because at the end of the day, everyone's square. Okay. Subject matter expert. Is it fun to work with ASE like that? It was awesome to work with ASE. And you did the A7? Yep. I did the A7 two years ago, virtual. Which is air conditioning in case anyone doesn't know. Yep. A7 air conditioning. It's awesome the amount of knowledge that's in one of those rooms. And... <laughs> And the free exchange of knowledge. You've got the OEM representatives. Yep. You've got service technicians. You've got parts manufacturer representatives. All there. Everyone puts aside the pretense of and works for the benefit of the industry. Yes. And there's so much to learn about how the test works, why it works like that, the test questions. And by the way, I am so bringing back the memory that I had when I was a subject matter expert on the parts specialist test. So you're the guy I have to blame for that test. Did you take it? I did take first oh. specialist. All right. But it was a whole lot of years ago. I'm sure it's changed by that. <laughs> <laughs> I have been in an incredible memory lane thing. Tracy and I are talking and, and Ann and I, I want to get on. I really want to do some episodes about the decades of my life and the things that I can remember from them. Tracy said, find some pictures. We got to do some stuff like that. And I just remembered, you know, the ASC's uh, subject matter expert. I walked away with a completely new feel and respect for ASE. And to your point, there were guys from the retailers, and I'm a pure wholesaler, and there were guys from the dealerships there. And we all put away our competitive differences for the good of the test. Yep, absolutely. And yet the open debate, the discussion, that goes into it. And everyone just wants to do what's the best thing. And the guys from ASE want to deliver the best test they can. That's the best test of knowledge and making sure that we're doing our best to make everything accurate. It's wonderful seeing the work that goes on. And I would challenge anyone that questions ASE testing, whether it's worth it, what's into it, to get involved and sign up to be a subject matter expert. Sure. I hear nothing but the same story every time I ask. It's an honor. It's a thrill. And it's a learning curve. Yes. And it's a respected thing that you walk out of there. And I'll never forget back when they explained the discriminatory part of the test and how we have to evaluate who took it and how fair it is. And now we're talking this brainiac educational piece that they have to drag into everything that they do. And how then everyone went to their corner. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. You go to your corner, you work on some questions, you come back to the table and the questions get floated around and everybody tries to break the answer. Yep. It's so neat. Yeah, exactly. And you you sit there you got that question that you think is perfect. And then someone from a completely different section of the industry says, well, what about this? Yes. That ends up becoming the question that people scratch their head. Oh, it could be this or that. And it's close enough to be almost right, but not. Yeah. I found that to be just fascinating. So Max Board, how often do you meet? What do you guys do together? So Max Board, we meet three times a year. We work for the members. That is our job is there. Max has... Now, four distinct sections. We have the service installer members, the manufacturer members, which would be you know, the parts manufacturers, the equipment manufacturers. We have the distributor members that sell the parts and the tools. And now we have the education members. We have all of our instructors and the trainers, trainers yeah. that can yeah. join Max. Schools can join Max on the education side. And this past election is the first time they're now represented on the board. We nice. elected two education members. Uh, Pam Oaks and Al McAvoy are the two first education members. And the next year we'll do 
two more to have a board of 16 with four board members from every group, two elected every year. So there's change of turnover. And our job is to represent the members that are part of our sector. So I represent all of the shop owners. And my job is to bring the concerns that we face in the shop every day of what's happening with the industry. What do we need help with? What do we need to get ahead of to Max? And so what can we do to make this better for our members? And Max does its best then to advocate for all of its members and for the industry as a whole between the government representation, Max working with the EPA. Max is kind of the liaison between all of the different constituents of the industry, the OEM manufacturers, the EPA, the parts manufacturers, service side, and get everyone together. For anyone who's never come here to the convention, you will never see so many OEMs representatives in one place mm -hmm. that are so willing to share information. Yeah. It's too easy to do it wrong. And that was a big takeaway for me. Not that I haven't known that my whole life, but it was, seems to be in a recurring theme that there is so much technology. The episodes that we've done were very technical, yet this chemical does this and it can't do this and it can't freeze over this. I'm hearing this stuff and I'm saying to myself, does the average mechanical or technology specialist in our industry know some of this stuff? And the answer is no. Right. Absolutely not. The first time I came to Max Invention was 2016. And I remember thinking, I'm pretty good with air conditioning. I've been doing it my whole life. I got this bachelor's degree. I understand thermodynamics. And then I sit in on an SAE meeting and realize I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. Exactly. And start making the connections. The amount that I've learned from overhearing SAE meetings, talking to the OEM representatives, talking to the manufacturers, and the free exchange of information that happens is incredible. It's worth every penny you spend and then some. Coupled with the when there's regulation changes, getting the information right from the source. What other event are you going to go to where to kick off the morning we have a representative from the EPA saying, this is what changed. And this is what we're thinking about changing. This is what might change. Getting that firsthand knowledge so we know what's going on with the industry. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napa Tracks offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site. Yep, on-site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system 
in the business. Napa Tracks is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at NapaTracks, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Speaking of the UPA, 609, yes. is that ever going to have teeth? So from what Shanice said this morning, there is enforcement. I can't comment any further than that, other than they have enforcement officers. One of the comments this morning was, we should have an enforcement officer come to an event and tell us what they're doing for enforcement, how they enforce. I would interview that person in a minute if you can find out who that is. They they won't let that person come on my show. I know it. But I really think that would be something that's interesting to hear. How are they enforced? How do they enforce the laws? We hear about the enforcement on the diesel trucks and that kind of stuff that they do, but we never hear about someone getting busted for buying refrigerant without a license. Right. That kind of stuff. Is it true that they're taking all the small cans away? Taking the small cans away? The small cans away from being sold retail? Not to my knowledge. I heard that yesterday. Uh, There are in certain states have enacted bans on small cans. Okay. I take it back. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'll do some research and figure it out. But someone told me. I think, I know the state of Washington has a ban on small cans. All right. I think they're the only one. Everyone else was one of the uh, EPA's rules when 609 went into effect that you had to have a 609 license to buy a 30-pound cylinder right. was the small cans were okay if they had a self-sealing valve. So everything that's out has a self-sealing valve now. Got it. We wish the small cans would go away. But. So interesting. Uh, we were hanging around a piece of equipment today. We did some <laughs> video. Thank you, Tracy, for doing this video. And we were passing the microphone to everybody. You were there with us. I was asking, is there any really cool, neat new piece of equipment here that we should all take a look at? And that thing, it was almost as big as me, tall as me. That triple arm machine was neat. It was Pete who said, it's the sight glass, Carm. It's the sight glass. Did you find that fascinating? I have never seen that in triple arm machine. What Carm's talking about is an AC service machine that this machine is capable of doing a refrigerant flush of the circuit to flush for oil. And as you're flushing liquid refrigerant fluid through, there's a sight glass on the machine that you can see what's coming out of the machine and say, is this system clean? Do I have dye in this system? Did I get all of the oil out? So when I put a new compressor on, I put the right amount of oil in and it's going to live a long, happy life. That's so cool because it's been a guessing game up until now. Why? I don't understand to me. If it's so brilliant, how come it took this many years? Because none of us ever thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) I need a sight glass on that machine. We can do that. Yeah. I saw that and it's like, why didn't I ever think of that? See, isn't it amazing? We're talking about something that should have been there 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's so simple. It's so brilliant. Expensive piece of equipment, I think. About $8,000 yeah, is we, what we, they're talking, which is that's for a 1234 YF triple arm machine. That's about in line. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever got to the point where you could justify it, that, that would be a, an important tool for you? Absolutely. Because you're going to do the job more right than ever wrong. Exactly. And it'll wind up saving you time because now you're not guessing. You're not guessing. Oh, let me run this for another four or five minutes. I'm not sure. Right. Or if you're trying to flush something out, granted that flush is never going to take out the debris from a compressor failure. You know, you got a system that's full of metal, you're still replacing parts. But if I'm wondering, you know, do I have all the oil out? Or worse, if I'm flushing with chemical flush, and I'm guessing, did I get all that flush solvent out? Now there's no guesswork. We know that system's clean when we're done. Yeah, cool. Watch for that video. It was very, very interesting. You'll actually see the machine. When you go out and teach, do you teach air? I do teach air. I have taught several times at the convention here. I've taught everything from 
our AC best practices. I taught a class that I called thermodynamics for auto mechanics. I teach 609 certification. Wait a minute, thermodynamics for auto mechanics. Is that like basic electrical? It was kind of a, this is why an air conditioner does what it does. Cool. And a little bit of the science behind it. Yeah. I teach Max 609 program. All right. Uh, I've taught that all over. I've taught it at conventions. I've taught it for other places. I do teach the air conditioning curriculum for CarQuest Technical Institute, who I teach that on a somewhat regular basis. I'll be teaching air conditioning classes for them at STX in a couple of months. Are you going to Vision? I will be at Vision. Are you going to teach? I'm not teaching at Vision. Oh, all right. We can still get in the studio, have a beer. Okay. I just want to hang out in the Sheridan lobby. That's all. Everyone talks about hanging out at the Sheridan lobby after the trade show. So It's the only place. Yeah. Shall I tell you the story about the uh, Sheridan lobby at 4 o'clock one morning? It was Matt Fonslow, yeah. It's always Matt's fault. I'm heading down because we have a very, very early flight, and there's Tracy with the entire gang. And I said, did you guys leave? And they said, no. (laughs) It's an amazing magnet. And I don't think people go there to drink. I just think they go there to just hook up and just talk to each other. Yep. That's one of the things that's so great about this industry. Yeah. There's so many good people in this industry, and for the most part, we get along. You know what? You're 100% right. And if you don't, you just stay away from that individual. But here's the thing that I found over time. Mature process, the real process. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can put my ego on the shelf and meet this guy next to me. And I don't have to. Oh, I'm afraid to ask a question in class because people are going to think I'm stupid when there's half the class wants to know it, too. Think about that. It took me too long in life to realize that I better ask questions no matter if someone thought less of me. Exactly. I wish more of my students thought like that. Because just what you said, if you've got that question, someone else has it. And I'm never going to ridicule you for asking a question. Yeah. Never. Do you tell them up front? Absolutely. Please ask me any question that you think of. Absolutely. Because it's no fun when you're just standing up there rattling off all your information. I want to have that interaction with what, my students. What's your opening line with your students? Hi, I'm Tim. I'm here to help. Sometimes. Not usually. You usually it, start with, hey, how's everyone doing today? This is what we're doing please, anytime you have a question, stop me. Ask me the question. I'm not one of the guys that only takes questions at the end. I care about you learning. And I bet you're a guy who says, listen, I'm not the smartest kid in the room here, so I'm just here to lead this thing down the hallway. Absolutely. And so if anybody's got something to contribute, let's do this. Let's talk about it. We'll add it to the curriculum. Absolutely. Cool. I just did that. The last class I taught before I came down here, I was teaching a key and a mobilizer class. I started off by saying, I'm not Keith Perkins. I don't know everything about immobilizer systems. I love it. (laughs) But if I have to call him, I will. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, it would be the coolest thing to have a big screen TV, you know, with Keith and some of your other great friends up there. And every once in a while, the TV clicks on (laughs) and there's one of your friends and they say, hey, how's he doing to the class? No lie, I legitimately did actually once phone a friend during a class. I was teaching a class. Someone started me asking, started asking questions about the U-scope shortly after it came out. And I said, I don't know the answer, but I know who does. I pulled out my phone, put it on speakerphone, <laughs> called Justin Morgan. There you go. Oh, my God. This whole call a friend thing, this whole networking thing, don't ask me why. I feel there's a renaissance going on in our industry for people willing to help and support And again, IATN, all this networking stuff, this formal networking stuff is there. People contribute to Diagnet, Diagnet.net. Yet it goes on steroids when you're together in a conference, which is the the big value there is to look you in the eye, Tim, and get the feel of the words and look at the passion coming out of your face. 
as an instructor, a friend, or someone just willing to help me through a problem I have. Absolutely. <sighs> Don't ask me why. I just think it, because in part of why I think this is the sophistication of our industry that is needs to go to a brand new professional level. And that's for another podcast. But the technology is moving so fast. Just the podcast we did today about just how chemicals work inside the and the oils and the and the coolants. And I'm getting ready to do an episode soon, representative of Freon Company. I just can't wait to see what I'm going to learn because this stuff is evolving. Absolutely. What do you hear about the new stuff? A lot. <laughs> Give us something. We're going to have, we may have some change. We may have multiple refrigerants. We don't know yet. And that's when we talk about the networking and everyone putting everything aside for the better of the industry. That's what the OEMs are doing right yeah, now. Yeah. With the CRP, with SAE, they're putting aside that I work for a certain chemical company. I work for a certain chemical company. I work for the OEM. No, we're going to figure out what works the best. Yeah. So what's the future for Izzy's Auto Service? I find it fascinating. A small business and you're teaching and you're traveling, you're going to places, you're doing such a great service. Is there anybody to back Tim up when he leaves? I'm not planning on leaving. No, no not I, leaving the business, but leaving to go to a conference. So right now, you know, when I'm away, my dad does what your, he can your do. Your dad, yeah. But Would you ever hire a Tim clone? If I could clone myself, I'd make five of myself. Wow. Because but, you could do that much more work? Yeah. Plus, then I could sit on the couch. My clones could do the work. But I have no desire to hire employees. I have no desire to grow beyond what I can do. Because as much as I love fixing cars, as good as I am at fixing cars, I hate managing people. See, I knew you were going to say that. And that was part of why I didn't go into engineering because I didn't want to be a people manager. I love doing the engineering. I didn't like the idea of having to be a project You're manager. not a paperwork guy. No. <laughs> Wait, I got to place an ad. No. no. <laughs> I got to fill out this government form. No. Nope. <laughs> You're the consummate doer. Get out of my way. Let me work. Yep. And so... Do you have a significant other that can take the place of your dad or your mom or anything? No? Okay. No, nope, just me. I'm worried about next, say, 20 years. What are you going to do, man? Well, hopefully they'll figure out cloning by then. <laughs> well, did you see that robot on TV the other night? Elon Musk's robot? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. Scary. It was folding laundry. Ooh, I might have to invest in that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should go into the laundry question. Yeah. <laughs> Can it change bed sheets? <laughs> Ooh, if it, was... it folds the fitted sheet, I'm in. <laughs> Those are tricky. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I got one drawer in the dresser and we just sh stuff it in there, right? When it comes out, I worry about it then. Yep. Is it true that on certain king-size beds, the sheet's not necessarily square? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what Ann keeps telling me all the time. I haven't made a bed in 40-some years, so I don't know. I'm the luckiest guy in the entire world. I've never done laundry ever. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Please go home and tell mom about that. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Tim, what else should we know about you and your career and how you see the industry? I see this as one of the best times to ever be in this industry. Wow. I love the idea where the industry's headed. I like the technology. I like fixing the high tech. The automotive aftermarket's here to stay contrary. You hear people doing the doom and gloom, yeah, the, the EVs and the hybrid, everything. It's going to be the end of the world. The sky's not falling. No. The sky's never been so bright for the aftermarket. But you got to know how to fix cars. The brake and ball joint gravy train is not going to be around forever. And we've started to see that in my area, at least we have started to see that. A lot of the shops that were living on the brake and ball joint gravy train aren't there anymore. 
And it's hard started to elevate the professional level in our area. Because now instead of getting the phone call of how much is it to do this, the phone call is, can you fix my car? And the answer is yes, I can fix your car. And it's a great time to be in this industry. In fact, there's nothing you can't fix, is it? Is there? Automatic transmissions. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just unicorn tears. No one understands how that works. So you send that down the road? Yep. You have a good friend who does uh, automatics? Cross the street. Say, ah, perfect. <laughs> I love that part. I love that part. Thank you so much. I appreciate your genuine, kind, honest uh, discussion here. Best to you and your life and in all that you do to help our industry uh, get better, Tim. Tim Izzy from uh, Izzy's Auto Service, Reading, PA. Thank you very much for having me, Carl. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time...